everyone, you have tuned in to Cassandra Captioned. And wherever you are, wherever you're sitting, whatever day it is, if it's day or night, thank you for joining me. Um, it's taking me forever to get back on here because as you guys know, things have changed and I have just been so busy grinding every day because I have uh, stopped working in my industry. Um, I think if you guys have listened to my previous episodes, you know how I feel about the mask issue. And I'm going to bring up a couple interesting things today just because just in the time that's gone by since the last episode I did, I have researched, researched, and I have connected lots of dots and I have found out so much stuff. Um, But before I get into any of that, um, as I am now a struggling small business owner and I can't wait for the day that things really, really start looking up financially. I want to go ahead and and give you guys a little plug. I have an Etsy store. It's on Etsy.com and I sell amazing handmade, hand poured essential oil candles. Um, I sell pesto with basil for my garden. It is crack. It is so amazing. Um, It's a better deal if you get two. Um, My salsa verde is so delicious. It's the best salsa verde I've ever had. My banana bread is also crack, you guys. Um, And I'm now doing coffee mugs, and there's a couple other things on there. I am grinding, I am building it. So if you guys would like to support an amazing small business, go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash hippie happening. And that is one word, H-I-P-P-I-H-A-P-P-E-N-I-N. And let's go ahead and get started on this next installment of Cassandra Captioned. Remember on the last episode, I mentioned a documentary called Chronic Fatigue Syndrome and ME. Um, And then I mentioned a doctor that mentioned that there's overwhelming evidence that chronic fatigue syndrome was a biomedical weapon. This extremely ties into this episode. Um, And when I went to go find that out for you guys, the name of that doctor in that documentary Well, interestingly enough, I scrubbed YouTube, I searched and searched and searched, and I went to that specific channel that produced that documentary, and it is gone. YouTube has pulled that documentary, so if you have not listened to it, um, I apologize. I don't know where you can find it now. Um, And guys, that is no coincidence whatsoever. Now, as you know, I also went into Judy Mikovits and... I said somewhere in there that she wasn't flat out saying that um, this stuff was being introduced into bodies from contaminated vaccines. Um, But that's actually, I stand corrected. She did realize that the protein and viral contaminants were being introduced into the human population via contaminated vaccines. So yes, I mean, that was the obvious answer. But yes, she does come out and say that, which is why Fraud Fauci completely... Um, did a fake double-blinded study, pulled the research, and just pulled everything, put her under a gag order, and um, she was imprisoned and then later released. Um, Charges dropped, no explanation when she was ready to go to trial. Now, speaking of Fauci, um, because what what it starts, you know, as I've said, 
one of the earliest things that we, you know, give credence to vaccines over is polio. Um, it ties into today. It ties into Fauci. And here is something that Fauci has recently said concerning the new double masking. Dr. Anthony Fauci, no data showing double masking works. Why were you wearing a double mask, Fauci? Yet there's no data showing double masking works. Hold on, wait. Last Monday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that wearing two masks likely made it safer. Okay, Fauci's been in this for how long? He's been a leader for how long? And it likely makes it safer. That's all you got, Fauci? But now this week, Dr. Fauci said there's no data that indicates that it is going to make a difference. There's no data, guys. You know what that reminds me of? The lady from The Who that said... Um, there is no, uh, according to our data, we cannot say that we can, uh, according to our data, it seems to be unlikely that an asymptomatic person can spread to another person, okay? Well, guess what? There is no data, okay? That's why according to the data, because there is no data, there is no data that proves asymptomatic transmission. So let's go back to Fauci, okay? Fauci said there's no data that indicates it's, it's going to make a difference. He revised his recommendation that Americans wear two masks to further protect themselves from coronavirus. He revised it. Oh, I might as well call him revising Fauci. Um, he spoke about double masking in a video live stream interview with American Federation of Teachers. And he says, quote, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that it's going to make a difference, end quote. So you see Kamala standing up there with two masks flailing around, acting weird after she got a vaccine. Yet, yet, there's no data that it make, can make a difference, okay? Um, he said, likely made it safer, claiming that it only made common sense to have a, a layer of protection, okay? <clears throat> well, that would be common sense based on germ theory. <clears throat> and I will be getting back into that because this all ties in, okay? But according to terrain theory, it would make common sense to not add another layer of quote-unquote protection. Then he says, so if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on. It just makes common sense that it would likely be more effective. Fauci said in an interview with NBC News today, that's the reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of N95. He also said, now listen to this, and I... I like, I've got so much information for you guys. I've got some information about Africa, India, the trickery behind saying that countries are polio-free, um, and the truth about the devastating consequences of some vaccine campaigns I'm going to get into. But stopping with uh, Frouchy Fraud's uh, quotes, <clears throat> I need to say this, okay? Agenda 21, if you have not looked into Agenda 21, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend it because this is the key to understanding what is going on right now and what will continue to go on. Agenda 21 is the agenda for the 21st century. <clears throat> okay, and what I need to say about this is that everything that these snakes will be saying will go along with the agenda. They do not care about you. And I'm saying that to say this, there will always be a catch. There will always be a catch. So here's the catch, okay? 
Remember when Trump was like, okay, I got vaccinated or no. He's like, oh, I already got it. So that means I don't need to wear a mask now because I've got it and I've, I've healed, right? Okay, listen to, uh, but he didn't get vaccinated. He didn't get vaccinated and I, I, I know that he would not get vaccinated. Um, and his son has autism and I wouldn't doubt that it has to do with um, him being vaccinated. But there's always going to be a catch. So this is what uh, Fraud Fauci said. He said, he also said it was important for vaccinated individuals to keep wearing masks because they could still be carrying the coronavirus. Do you know how many people have ran to get a vaccine thinking that they're not going to carry a quote unquote corona- coronavirus, <clears throat> which I will get into what I actually believe that is later. And then he says the virus, he explained, could be transmitted by individuals protected by the vaccine because they would not show any symptoms. Okay. So here Fauci is saying that even if you get vaccinated, you can still transmit a virus because when you get vaccinated, you won't show any symptoms. Um, hmm. Well, I would dare to say that he's lying because we have people all over the world right now that have not only shown symptoms from this new vaccine, but they're dying. They're dying. Health workers are dying. You know, it's bad when the health workers are recommending it and then they're dying. Okay. Um, a famous country singer, Hank Williams, encouraged <clears throat> his, his fellow brothers and sisters to get the vaccine and he died. Okay. I don't want to get super into that. But I have made some videos on YouTube, Coffee Talk with Cassandra. If you search Coffee Talk with Cassandra, that's C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A, you will see some videos on this. Like I said, this is way too much for me to cover in one episode. So I'm really just going to try and focus on a few things. It's going to be really hard, though. And YouTube has already taken down a couple of my videos. Um but yeah, so I'm going to keep reading. So first of all, he basically, he just lied because, uh, hello, people that have gotten vaccines have gotten symptoms. Okay. Um, now let's see where I left off. Then Fauci says, then you could inadvertently or innocently transmit the infection by not wearing a mask. Fauci says, admitting that it seemed paradoxical. Yes, Fauci, it does seem paradoxical. Ha ha ha. But this is, this is how the snakes work. Okay. Um, they want, they, they, they're trying to be like, yeah, it seems paradoxical, but that's okay. They're, they're, they're getting ahead of the narrative. Okay. He said that in the next few months, he hoped to have scientific studies on the amount of virus found in individuals who were vaccinated versus those who were not. I believe we'll see that the level of virus in people who have been vaccinated, but are infected without symptoms likely will be very low. Yeah. Fauci, I would really like to see that. He continued. Now, here's the catch, you guys. There's always going to be a catch. He continued, until we know that, wear the mask. Until we know that, wear the mask. Fauci said even though he had been vaccinated against the virus, he would continue to wear a mask. Um, I don't know if I've said this before, but they are going to find ways to keep the mask a thing. Why? Because it is a PSYOP. And why? Because it enforces the narrative create the problem, create the solution. Okay. Germ theory has never been proven because it is a lie. Terrain theory is the truth. If you have not looked into terrain theory, look into it. My life is a testament to terrain theory. 
So, according to terrain theory, the mask will reinforce the narrative because it will make people sick. And on that note, it has been making many people sick. Now doctors are coming out and saying that mask mouth can lead to strokes. I don't know if you guys know how important teeth are, okay? You ever notice when you have a really bad toothache, you feel it all down all to the bottom of your feet, okay? Teeth are very important to the health of your body, okay? The masks are causing mask mouth. My friend has been getting very sick from the mask. And another reason to not support it is that employees are forced to wear it for hours and hours on end. And um, with that said, I want to read something interesting that I found on YouTube. I was watching this video on YouTube and there was a nurse that point blank lied to the people and she was trying to minimize the oxygen deprivation. I want you guys to know that when your brain gets less than 4% of oxygen, when you're an employee and you notice yourself getting a headache, starting to get dizzy, uh, my friend has had to retrain her breathing and try and retrain her breathing. Her breathing rhythm has changed. Um, she is getting anxiety and her nose gets really dry. Um, when you are concentrating all that moisture around your face, um, it can cause aggravation, irritation to your nose. Um, that has happened and um, she lost her taste and smell. And I want to tell you guys that um, the lack of oxygen, it affects your nerves, okay? I've said this before in the mask episode that the list of complications that you get with long-term mask wearing um, coincides with the same list of the symptoms of C19. This is no coincidence, you guys. Now, people have that argument, oh, well, you know, what about the medical professionals, blah, blah, blah. So I want to read you guys something. I sounded the alarm on this nurse, and I said, she is lying. She is lying, okay? Um, so this is what someone said on the comments. Um, he said, you are misleading people. The fact that it can occur should sound the alarms of common sense. And as a surgeon, you of all people should know that surgeons aren't walking around in them all day. When there's a surgery that requires 15 hours, guess what? You change surgeons. That's why they use the term team of surgeons. The scary thing about doctors today versus yesterday, they're not trained in the same fashion as they once were. Most only skirt over nutrition. By the way, the warning label on these masks. Now, he also left a link by DJ Rancourt. And what I found in that, <clears throat> it is very, very important to read things for yourself and listen to the language, okay? I went over this technical report, and I want to get into that right now so bad. But, you know, I want to stay on topic, but... It goes with terrain theory and it talks about what's been um, actual findings, actual real findings on this um, coronavirus. Now, I want to read one more thing when it comes to YouTube. This is what someone else said. She's a useful idiot and cares more about career than people. I'll give her a slight benefit of the doubt that she doesn't know that surgeons work in an oxygen-enriched environment with extra ventilation because they are required to wear masks. Even still, I have seen a member 
a number of surgical nurses and doctors admit in comments that doctors and nurses still have to tap out and get air breaks. There's a whole regulation industry, OSHA, all about mass safety for all the reasons of oxygen deprivation and hypercapnia that this ignorant doctor is denying even exists. I can find many pre-COVID and even post-COVID mask studies that show they do absolutely nothing to stop viruses. And there are studies on the headaches, anxiety, weakness, and other symptoms people get from wearing masks. In every honest and properly done study, which is, are usually pre-COVID, where there was no agenda to lie to people, headaches, brain fog, and anxiety happened to over half the people. Masks making people feel ill are not just to vulnerable people. Then there's all the bacterial infection issues. Um, I thought about this the other day. Um, if, if surgeons and things were, if surgeons wear masks to keep bacterial contamination from wounds, what does that mean exactly? It means it's containing the bacteria around their face. Continuing to tie this into right now. This is slightly random, but I'm going to get into this later. And I just want to start with this to help with, um, with dot connecting. I think I have to start with this. Okay. I've mentioned before that the root word for virus is poison. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of exosomes. I'm of the belief that viruses don't exist because technically a virus has never been isolated or purified. Now, not to go into that too much, um, I did read documents by the NIH and the CDC, and it's very, very important to listen to the language because they will tell you that it's been isolated, but it's all based around the RT-PCR test, and the RT-PCR test is a fake. It does not test for a virus. It grabs some of your RNA, and um, what is actually being found is called exosomes, okay? Now, exosomes are created naturally within a cell, and the interesting thing about exosomes is that exosomes, oh, they're created naturally within a cell to clean and repair cellular damage. Exosomes and C19 are the same size and shape, and they both have the same ACE2 receptors, and they both contain RNA, and they both behave, behave the same way as quote unquote viruses. Some, some scientists like James Hildeth quote, the virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word. Since the discovery of exosomes, over 200 microbiologists died, committed suicide, or was murdered in a suspicious manner. In order to get past what we have been taught our whole lives, it's important to step away, step out of the box, and if you want to see if something else is true, see if you can connect it, okay? You'll sure as hell not drive without an intake filter, right? What about running your exhaust pipe back into the air intake filter? This is the premises of masks. And just to go back to the whole double masking, the reason why the CDC is now approving double masking is because our enemies are now doubling down on the narrative. They are doubling down with the double mask. And how is that doubling down? Because it is a psychological operation. So when you are putting two masks on your face, you are reinforcing the narrative in your subconscious that there really is something out there to be afraid of, that you would need an extra layer, okay? Now, I want you guys to open your mind because everything I will be saying in this episode and episodes to come will undo 
what has been shoved in your face probably since childhood. Now, before I get back into the exosomes, I want you to keep in mind terrain theory and germ theory. If terrain theory is true, then the exosomes make a lot of sense. And it would make sense that apparent RNA factions of SARS-CoV-2 were found in sewer water. If your body is functioning properly, your cells will do its job to excrete toxins. Looks like it's pooping out little toxins. By sampling sewage across Greater Paris for more than one month, this is from Science Magazine, which I do not like, and there's a lot of propaganda in this article. Researchers have detected a rise and fall in no, 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 novel coronavirus concentrations that correspond to the shape of COVID-19 outbreak in the region, where lockdown is now suppressing the spread of the disease, although several research groups have reported detecting it in wastewater. The researchers say the new study is the first to show that the technique can pick up a sharp rise in viral concentrations in sewage before cases explode in the clinic. Well, if it truly is toxins that need to be carried out of your body, don't you think you'd be finding it in wastewater? So the same thing is true for polio. Polio um, was early found in sewage and wastewater as well. Quote, unquote, polio. But what is necessary to know is that this is all based around a fraud RT-PCR test. And I can go into more detail on that later, but I don't want to focus on that here. There is plenty of information on my um, shadow band babe on Instagram. I changed the name to shadow band babe, which I think is so appropriate. And also on my coffee talks on YouTube, Coffee Talk with Cassandra, and that's C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A. So once again, let me reiterate, germ theory is a lie. Viruses don't exist. Virus means poison. Now let me get into the meat of this. All right, this really helps me out because I just came across a list that says 13 things you don't know about polio. And it really helps me stay on track because I'm compiling all this information and it's just been hard to, to really list it. So the fact that I literally just came across this list tonight, um, as I'm still updating this uh, podcast, really helps me stay on track. So let me, I want to read um, a couple things from this list. 13 things you don't know about polio. Number one, a pesticide common in the 1800s was called Paris green, a green liquid because it was a combination of copper and arsenic or lead and arsenic, some of the most toxic substances known to humankind. Number two, this pesticide works by causing neurological damage in the bugs causing organ failure. I got some information about these bugs. Polio, like chronic fatigue syndrome that I mentioned in my other Judy Mikovits um, episode before this, is considered a gut virus. It is called an enterovirus, and there are 72 enteroviruses in all, and they are all interrelated. Um, like I said in one of my previous episodes, one of the, the most famous nurses, Frances Nightingale, said that sickness is pleomorphic, and that's why these are all interrelated. Um, you'll notice pretty much on everything you read that the onset symptoms of everything are the same as flu symptoms. Just like today, fast forward, 
um, supposed COVID-19 onset symptoms um, still mimic that of the flu. So still going down the list here, number three, polio consists of symptoms synonymous with neurological damage causing organ failure. Number four, heavy metal poisoning from lead, mercury, and other similar heavy metals manifest lesions on neurological tissues, meaning the toxin destroys the nerve slash communication pathways connecting the brain to the organs of the body. Polio victims pre pre present lesions on neurological tissue that cause the organs to malfunction all around the body, lungs, heart, nerves that control walking, etc. Polio outbreaks hit throughout the summer, only during pesticide spraying times, not the sunless and damp winter spring seasons regarding other disease outbreaks. Polio had no ability to spread from infected victims to the uninfected. Polio infected clusters of people in the exact same areas suddenly and swiftly. Now I am talking about the pre-vaccine polio here. Number eight is parents report finding their children paralyzed in and around apple orchards, one of the most heavily pesticide sprayed crops of the time with lead arsenic or copper arsenic were, ap uh, were apple orchards. So one of the most heavily pesticide sprayed crops of the time were apple orchards. Nine says President Roosevelt became paralyzed overnight while on his farm in the summer, which contained many crops, including apple orchards. He also swam the day prior in a bay that was heavily polluted by industrial agricultural runoff. Number 10 says Dr. Ralph Scobie and Dr. Morton Biskind testified in front of the U.S. Congress in 1951 that the paralysis around the country known as polio was being caused by industrial poisons and that a virus theory was purposely fabricated by the chemical industry and the government to deflect litigation away from both parties. Um, I do mention, which episode is that? Yes, it's the mask episode. Talks about how Rockefeller took over the industry and started getting into the petrochemical business. Along with the Paris green paints, um, DDT came into the use in the 1900s as well, and often designed to cripple insect pests, these toxins had a similar effect on humans. Only when use of these particular toxins decreased did polio start to decline. Much of the paralysis was due to the fact that they treated children by immobilizing them for months. And crazy, um, I'm looking at a photo. I think this book is called Vaccine Myths. Vaccine Myths and something that's a little cut off here. Um, there's a guy on Instagram, um, DJ Jono68. He will inform you a lot. Um, DJ underscore Jono, J-O-H-N-O-6-8. Um, I've got to give him a shout out because he is just really focusing on this and really focusing on informing people. I'm looking at a photo in the 1940s where the children in the U.S. were being were having fun being gassed with the quote-unquote, miracle cure that killed the mosquitoes. Imagine that, children being gassed with DDT. This article is so long, so I'm just going to pick a couple things out of it. Um, let's see, what does it say? We have described the syndrome as follows. In acute exa exacerbations, mild clonic convulsions involving mainly the legs has been observed. Several young children exposed to DDT developed a limp, lasting from two or three days to a week or more. Simultaneously with the occurrence of the, this disorder, a number of related changes occurred in the incidence of known diseases. The most striking of these is poliomyelitis, 
In the United States, the incidence of polio had been increasing prior to 1945 at a fairly constant rate, but its epidemiologic characteristics remained unchanged. Beginning in 1946, the rate of increase more than doubled. Since then, remarkable changes in the character of the disease have been noted. Contrary to all past experience, the disease has remained epidemic year after year. And then in this article, you can see a graph where you can see the polio incidence and pesticide production directly correlate. It directly correlates. So I'm going to move on from that article because it's extremely long, but I'm going to go ahead and link the link in the description. In 1956, the American Medical Association instructed each licensed medical doctor that they could no longer classify polio as polio, or their licensed practice would be terminated. Any paralysis was now to be diagnosed as acute flaccid paralysis, which I'll talk about later, Bell's palsy, cerebral palsy, um, Lou Gehrig's disease, Julian Barr, meningitis, etc. Um, this was orchestrated purposely to make the public believe that polio was eradicated by the polio vaccine campaign. But because the polio vaccine contained toxic ingredients directly linked to paralysis, polio cases were skyrocketing, but only in vaccinated areas. So um, you have the pre-vaccine polio, and then you have the, the vaccine polio. Um, vaccines have a long and sorted history of contamination. In 1955, batches of polio vaccine containing live polio virus infected and paralyzed hundreds of children. The tragedy became known as the Cutter Incident for the laboratory where the vaccines had passed safety tests with flying colors. Think about how familiar that sounds. They passed safety tests with flying colors. Um, the polio vaccine doled out between 1955 and 1963 was contaminated with simian virus 40 from monkey kidney cells used to produce the vaccine. It's been linked to the growing epidemic of cancer. So back to SV40, it is a virus found in monkeys and humans which has the potential to cause cancer, mainly in animals, although research indicates that it doesn't cause cancer in humans. Nevertheless, it may be virtually impossible to rule out such a connection. Soon after its discovery, SV40 was identified in early batches of the oral form of the polio vaccine. The vaccines in which the SV40 was found were produced between 1955 and 1961 by Lederl, I don't know how to to say that, L-E-D-E-R-L-E. The contamination may have been in the original seed strain or in the substrate, primary kidney cells from infected monkeys used to grow the vaccine virus during production. Um, Both the Sabin vaccine, the oral live virus, and the Salk vaccine, the injectable killed virus, were affected. The technique used to inactivate the polio virus in the Salk vaccine by means of formaldehyde did not reliably kill SV40. The contaminated vaccine continued to be distributed to the public through 1963. SV40 has been found in some malignant tumors and lymphomas. It is unknown how widespread the virus was among humans before the 1950s. The one study found that 12% of a sample of German medical students in 1952, prior to the advent of the vaccines, had SV40 antibodies. Now I'm going to go back to a clip I previously recorded. Um, this is what's in our vaccines now, and we have all this crazy stuff in vaccines now, but uh, one of the main things that I want to focus on is this.
before I get into some massively destructive vaccine campaigns and some deceptions surrounding them regarding polio, I want to play this clip about vaccines in general. As cumulative effects can cause damage to the kidneys, to the respiratory system, skin, to the uh, nervous system, specifically warns on here that it can cause reproductive and developmental toxicity, meaning that it can cause things like autism and other neurodevelopmental disorders. This is immensely toxic stuff. And, it's and this is what's in the vaccine. It's important to, to realize we're talking about a whole range of products. Vaccines are a big one because, of course, you're directly injecting it. For example, this is tetanus. This one expires. It's a little outdated now. In 2007, here's the thimerosal. One to 10,000 is a preservative. Perhaps the, the biggest one in the U.S., at least, that's expo uh, for exposure to mercury is the influenza vaccine. Influenza vaccine is now recommended for all pregnant women, all infants, all children on a yearly basis. You're supposed you to have last year's influenza. Understand that thimerosal is not added at the end. It's not like, well, that factory next year can make thimerosal free. Thimerosal, you either have to have a thimerosal free factory or you have one. They add thimerosal at each step because the factory is not clean and not sterile. So you either have it's a sterile factory where you don't need thimerosal or you have to have one that produces thimerosal. It's going to need thimerosal or something the whole time. It needs to be stopped. This is uh, the influenza vaccine from Adventist Pasteur, their flu zone. Thimerosal. 25 micrograms of mercury per dose. I'd like to point out that a lot of people didn't know, and, and I'm one of them. I've given 2,000 Rogam shots. I've been in vaccines for 35 years. I didn't know that Rogam had thimerosal in it. So I think a lot of the doctors were unaware. They were unaware that even the word thimerosal meant mercury. So there's no guarantee that it will actually protect you, but there is a guarantee that you will be pumped with thimerosal, adjuvants, aborted uh, baby cells, whole DNA lines of babies, animal DNA lines that are not compatible with your body just to in turn make you more susceptible by a compromised terrain, more susceptible to an autoimmune disease, and more susceptible to years later having issues and not making the connection that it was the vaccine, more susceptible to death and more susceptible to um, anaphylactic shock. Now think about thimerosal. It breaks the blood-brain barrier, which means it easily enters your brain. Now things are not supposed to get into your brain like that. That's why there is a blood-brain barrier. Taking it even further in vac vaccines, you have the polysorbate 80, which is in vaccines, that also breaks the blood-brain barrier. Why is there such a trend on our brain? Now think about the PCR tests. Many people have gotten sick after taking the test. You know that that long Q-tip can easily break the blood-brain barrier, and I will get into some freaky stuff about that probably on the next episode. Um, are these people really that evil? I know what you may be thinking, Cassandra, get on with it, get on with the polio stuff, but this all ties in. Now, before I get into some crazy 
things that have happened in, in other countries. I want to play this clip on Bill Gates. Listen to this. Bill Gates declared vaccine the best investment I've ever made. There's been over a 20 to 1 return, over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. It's gave hours of videotape testimony. What were the non-Microsoft browsers that you were concerned about in January of 1996? That month. Yes, sir. And what about it? What non-Microsoft browsers were you concerned about in January of 1996? I don't know what you mean concerned. Um, what is it about the word concerned that you don't understand? I'm not sure what you mean by it. The Justice Department has charged Microsoft with engaging in anti-competitive and exclusionary practices designed to maintain its monopoly in personal computer operating systems. In a move to overshadow the negative press, Gates invested $100 million to set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Overnight, Bill Gates transformed his public image from ruthless tech monopolizer to the world's most generous philanthropist. I'm pleased to announce that we're pledging an additional billion dollars. Uh, we had the chance to witness Bill Gates 2.0, the man you don't know. The rebranding campaign paid off. His net worth swiftly doubled, earning Bill Gates the title of richest man in the world. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. You kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? In a Wall Street essay, Bill Gates declared vaccines the best investment I've ever made. There's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. The Gates Foundation expanded rapidly into a massive, vertically integrated, multinational corporation controlling every step in a supply chain that reaches from its Seattle-based boardrooms to the villages of Africa and Asia. Is the world's largest private philanthropy causing harm? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has made millions of dollars each year from companies blamed for many of the same social and health problems the foundation seeks to address. The Gates Foundation has investments in 69 of the worst polluting companies in the U.S. and Canada. Other companies in the foundation's portfolio have been accused of transgressions, including forcing thousands of people to lose their homes, supporting child labor, defrauding and neglecting patients in medical care. William H. Gates III and Melinda French Gates. As a top donor to both the WHO and the CDC, no one man has more power than Bill Gates to influence and control the health and medical freedom of all people. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. This will be the new normal until a vaccine is developed. Until we find a vaccine, going back to normal 
means putting lives at risk. We need to produce it and to deploy it in every single corner of the world. These are world leaders because Agenda 21 is global. Of our children and pregnant women. Development of new vaccines, therapeutics vaccines and diagnostics. And for effective vaccines and therapeutics are developed. We've already bought the syringes. We already know where it's going to happen. We're thinking about what that's going to be. It's all part of this plan. Our military is now being mobilized, so at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give it to a lot of people very, very rapidly. In 1986, President Ronald Reagan signed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, granting total immunity to vaccine manufacturers. After a decade of lawsuits related to vaccine injuries and deaths, vaccine makers were going bankrupt. In a move to coerce policymakers, Vaccine companies threatened to stop making vaccines until they could be legally shielded from liability. To this day, when someone is injured or killed as the result of an adverse reaction, it is the U.S. taxpayers that pay for the damages. Welcome back. Were several Indian tribal girls used as guinea pigs? The report alleges that two American pharma giants untested vaccine was administered to thousands of tribal girls without proper study and paperwork. India was among the hardest hit after Bollywood celebrities were incentivized by the Gates Foundation to urge the public to submit to mass vaccinations. In 2009, tribal children were administered the HPV vaccine. Over 24,000 girls were told they were being given wellness shots in many cases, without the informed consent of a parent or a guardian. The people that were administering these vaccines lied to the guardians of these girls and told the girls, oh, this is going to cure cancer. You're never going to have cancer. And these girls became severely injured. Some of them developed seizures. Some of them developed cancer. And seven girls died. And there was no insurance. There was no assistance for them. And the Gates Foundation denied that it had been clinical trials. And it was so bad that the parliament in India created a task force. They studied it and they kicked out the Gates Foundation. But India is a barbaric country. Things happen here in a very barbaric way. Now let's stay on that India tip regarding polio. Promising to eradicate polio with $1.2 billion, Gates took control of India's national advisory and mandated 50 polio vaccines up from five just for polio. Indian doctors blamed the Gates campaign for a devastating polio epidemic that paralyzed 496,000 children between 2000 and 2017. Then the Indian government got smart and evicted Bill Gates and his cronies from the National Advisory Board. Polio paralysis rates dropped significantly, and therefore in 2017, the World Health Organization reluctantly admitted that the global polio explosion is predominantly vaccine strain from Bill Gates' program. Polio, traditionally synonymous with paralysis and disability, has been given a new name in India. It is now known as NPAFP, or non-polio acute flaccid paralysis. This and the fact that cases of polio caused by the oral polio vaccine are not being reflected as polio have ensured that India is now declared polio-free and is being showcased as a success story of the global polio eradication 
initiative that was launched in 1988 by the World Health Assembly. Smallpox was declared eradicated in 1980 after a tumultuous period of denial of vaccine deaths and other controversies. According to medical researcher William Raskin, who teaches urban epidemics at Queens College City University of New York Urban History and Health Department, the experts involved in this debatable exercise were looking for another opportunity to flaunt their skills. When they chose polio, many eyebrows were raised. Polio was not on the priority radar of the countries where this exercise was to be launched. These developing nations were struggling to provide basic health needs. India, for example, is incapable of providing clean water, sanitation, hygiene, and nutrition for a majority of its population, even 66 years after independence. Furthermore, the oral, the oral polio vaccine was chosen to be the only weapon to eradicate polio. T. Jacob John, Professor Emeritus at CMC Valor, if I said that right, pointed out that this vaccine consisting of live viruses, which I told you is poison, is notorious for causing vaccine-induced polio. Because those vaccinated tend to shed the virus in their stool, remember what I mentioned about sewage water, about feces? It can mutate into a virulent form causing paralytic polio in others, even leading to polio epidemics. When this phenomenon was noticed and reported by Indian doctors, they were asked to increase the number of doses given to children. Activist and physician Anant, I can't say the last name, and so-and-so epidemiologist who has been working on community health projects in different parts of the country for over 20 years, argue that it is not possible to eradicate polio, a disease primarily of poor sanitation and nutrition with the vaccine. Polio-like paralysis can also be caused by other factors, DDT and other pesticides, exposure to lead and arsenic, other neurotoxins, injections, and vaccinations can trigger paralysis. Thus, a holistic approach was needed to tackle the disease. The National Polio Surveillance Project data show that polio eradication program has increased paralysis among children from 1,005 cases yearly in 1996 to 60,992 cases in 2012, most now being classified as NPAFP or, if I can remember what that is again, or what is it? What is it? Non-polio acute flaccid paralysis. So it's being recategorized to very, very deceptively deceive the people into thinking that we've actually got a handle on this. The government does not reveal how many of these cases are due to the vaccine. It was observed in 2005 that against 66 cases of polio caused by the wild polio virus that year, 1,645 were caused by the vaccine. As the number of polio doses given to every child has increased exponentially over the years, the number of children affected by the vaccine has climbed new heights. Data reveals that those vaccinated are 6.26 times more likely to be paralyzed. Doctors investigating the affected children have expressed anguish over how these children have been ignored by the government of India and have been left to fend for themselves. Deaths from the vaccine have also been reported. Why are more than 60,000 children in India becoming paralyzed every year? Neetu Vashisht, pediatrician at, I can't say that, associated with, I can't say that either, in Delhi, has analyzed that the cases of non-polio acid flaccid paralysis, acute acid, Lord, I cannot like remember that just by the letters. You know what I said. In India, 
are directly proportionate to the number of doses of oral polio vaccine given, implying a relationship. Taken into consideration the normal NPAFP rate, it has been deduced that in 2011 alone, 2011 alone, India has suffered 47,500 extra cases of paralysis. Studies have shown that the death rates in children with NPAFP are twice as high as the death rate among children with polio paralysis. They have also pointed out that polio and NPAFP are clinically indistinguishable. Basically, they are the same thing, yet the world has been deceived by it being called something different. By calling polio something else, we have been deceived into thinking that polio was eradicated. It was not. In Brazil, a study has implicated this vaccine in cases of Julian-Barr syndrome, transverse myelitis, and facial palsy. Hmm, sounds familiar. Thus, the claim of the government that these cases of paralysis have no relation to the vaccine merits extensive investigation. Medical scientists have privately expressed that the epidemics of encephalitis in children in areas where the oral polio vaccine has been used excessively must also be investigated. Encephalitis. Encephalitis occurs when the blood-brain barrier has been breached. People right now are having encephalitis after the PCR test with the long Q-tip that can easily break your blood-brain barrier and introduce bacteria into your brain. I just had to add that on, you guys. In the USA, all cases of polio are now attributed to the inactivated polio vaccine. Let me repeat that. In the United States of America, all cases of polio are now attributed to the inactivated polio vaccine, which is considered to be safer. The vaccine also causes GBS, Julian-Barr syndrome, a totally debilitating kind of paralysis. I could keep going on and on about India, but I've got to move on to some other countries. Um, I got this information from a site, downtoearth.org, and the title is India's Polio-Free Status, A Cruel Joke. All right, guys, and this concludes season one, episode four. Since I've put a lot on this episode, I'm just going to conclude this one with this. But I am not done listing out um, a lot of the polio incidences from vaccines. So starting at the next episode, I'm going to continue on talking about some other countries uh, like Pakistan, um, Ethiopia. And uh, then I'm going to get into Africa. Africa. Bill Gates loves to target Um, Africa loves it loves using African uh, people as guinea pigs and a president of Tanzania was just murdered the president of Tanzania was just murdered and this ties into the vaccine argument and topic in general Um, I'm going to then kind of fade that into the Spanish flu and it continues on with the same theme. So thank you so much for joining this episode and there will be a lot more to come in the next one. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Cassandra Captioned.